Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle, and joining me once again is Eric. Say hello, Eric. Hello, I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And tonight is uh, night 25 of 60 Days of Halloween, and uh, we're still in the Kevin and Jennifer Sluder combined horrors week of... Um, child in peril and fear of being trapped or powerless and we're in the second half of the week uh, talking about kevin's fear of being trapped and or powerless uh and tonight we're going to be talking about the movie silent house um silent house is actually a remake of a movie that came out the year before it which is kind of weird but whatever we'll get to that in like you know yeah that now. is a quick turnaround time <laughs> when for we, when we remake. start talking about things um yeah, so we're going to go through the review, do the same thing that we talk about with the rest of the reviews. What prior information did we have, such as the fact that it was a remake? Um, what did we think of it from a technical standpoint? What did we think of it from an emotional standpoint? How rewatchable is it? Who do we recommend the movie for? Um, all right, so yeah, prior information. What you got? I was, whenever this movie first came out, um, I can't remember what year that was, but I was interested in seeing it because I knew that it was um, it was shot in real time. So I found that to be kind of actually when I when this movie came out I worked at the movie theater that's what it was um, so when it came out I was kind of interested in watching it um, because of that real time gimmick I'm a big fan of when directors do like one sh- like really long takes um, so I thought that was kind of interesting for a horror movie especially a horror movie that's kind of about like a home invasion sort of has a, has a home invasion kind of premise to it um, and that's really about it i never actually ended up watching it until now um because i feel like it kind of had a lukewarm response when it came out and it just was one of those movies that kind of disappeared and i totally forgot about until it was brought up for this week um yeah i knew nothing about it i didn't even know it was a remake until just like yesterday yeah like all of my prior information is stuff that i knew because of prepping for the episode Uh, yeah so it came out in 2011 and it's based on a 2010 film uh, from Uruguay of the same name. Um, obviously, you know, in Uruguayan. Do they speak Uruguayan? Is that a language? I don't I have know no my idea. world enough. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Geography's um, not my strong suit. But uh, but yeah, so it's a super quick turnaround. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. I really didn't know anything about it. Um, doing some of the research for it, the... The director, um, who is the director? It's Chris just, Kentis and Laura Lau. Yes. Chris Kentis is the same writer and director of Open Water. So, uh, so, yeah, knowing that, that kind of, you know, shapes the perception a little bit in terms of it's going to be very, very focused on, like, a specific character in a very specific situation mm. where it's almost like the idea of the situation is more terrifying than the situation itself. So like open water, you know, it's not an entire movie of shark attacks. It's just, well, People you're stuck treading water. Yeah. And you know that there's sharks and you know that you're going to die. So it's less about like, oh no, jaws or shallows or ah, and more of, well, watch these two people this be sucks. miserable for the next <laughs> two hours and just, just ache for them the entire time. Yeah, other than that, I, I really didn't know uh, much else about it. Uh, what do you think of it from a technical standpoint? <sighs> from a technical standpoint, so I think the most obvious thing about this movie that stands out is the uh, way it was filmed, where it's all set 
where it's all supposed to be like one take. Uh, right. I mean, it's obvious that it was multiple takes because there are some very clear points where they cut. Like it futs, yeah, uh, fades to black. Fades or, to, well, or not it, fade, but like they go into a dark room. Yeah, or so. like it zooms really in, clo- like in close on a door or something. Um, at first, I really liked it. Like the opening shot of this movie is really beautiful, and I lo- it, there's like this kind of crane effect where it zooms down in, and it's really nice. Um, and at first, it was I thought it was really compelling, but I feel like the movie is kind of a slave to its gimmick in that there's not enough happening to sustain it because there are a lot of points in the movie where she's really running around the house or it's like, Oh, I need to go get this. It's all the way on the other side of the house. Let me just walk around for five or six minutes when nothing's happening to get this thing that I need. And it makes for kind of a tedious experience. I think like it's the movie. This movie is the same length as hush and it felt at least 30 minutes longer than hush. It does feel like a much longer movie. And because there's really not a lot that happens in this movie for the most part, it's a lot of like banging doors and noises upstairs and let's go and down to the creepy basement. And it, it does have a good atmosphere. I think, um, but again, because it's almost, you, you said it's basically a found footage movie that's not found footage and it's still, I like that about it, but it still kind of has some of those technical limitations of a found footage movie where the framing isn't really great at times. And there are a few times where it's hard to figure out what exactly is going on. And then there are times too, where the movie's way too dark and you can't really see what's going on just in general. So I, I actually disagree with some of that, um, because well, yeah, like we talked about, it's kind of like a found footage movie without being found footage. And I hate found footage movies because, well, like you just said, they are too much of a slave to their gimmick. And so anytime I go into a found footage movie, it's like, okay, first off, I know everyone is going to die mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that happens in found footage movies. That's how the footage gets found is everyone is dead. Most of the time. I cannot think of a single found footage movie that I've seen and I've not seen all of them, but I can't think of a a single one that I've seen where all of the characters don't die. Like that's how it ends up getting found. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and there's, there's a problem with found footage movies where it's, it's hard to justify within the film, like contextually why somebody wouldn't just put down the freaking camera and run away and that's one of the things that pisses me off so much is that it's just like why are you still recording there is no good reason to record Mm -hmm. there are there are three good found footage movies that instantly come to mind um some people are going to disagree with this one but cloverfield i think i really like cloverfield yeah and i feel like it does found footage well um found footage 3d just because it is so intentionally over the top gimmicky that it's just fun and Troll Hunter, because they're filming a documentary, and so it I makes. Seen that. Oh god! Troll I would Hunter's add Chronicle good. to that, which isn't really a horror movie, um, but it's pretty good if you have, if you've seen it. Ish, and horror ish, I would say. Um, but yeah, like it doesn't make any sense why they're actually recording everything in found footage movies, except for those three. With uh, with Silent House, it's shot like a found footage, so it does all of those things that are supposed to bring you in in terms of like, oh, you're following with them, and like when they're running, mm-hmm. like the camera's kind of shaking, but they don't give it the gimmick of here is someone behind the camera. So it's yeah. more of like we're putting you in this environment mm-hmm. rather than rather than like straight up saying there's someone behind the camera. So. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. I really, I really like the idea behind it, but I think that this is the wrong movie for it. 
So based on where, okay, so at first I, I kind of got it, but based on where the movie goes by the end of the story, it's like there was no point. Uh, in it. And again, I disagree. So, so one other really quick thing before, before that, um, we're disagreeing a lot on we this are, movie. We are. So that's okay. The uh, when you were like, oh, it's kind of pointless. All she's doing is just kind of rambling around and just like walking from this end of the house to this end of the house. We're watching this as part of the fear of being trapped and powerless. Mm-hmm. And so, being inside of a locked house, like, yeah, that would intensify that fear of, oh crap, I have to go all the way over to this other side of the house. And like, I know that there's already something in here and like something's chasing me. And so even something as simple as trying to go back to look for a flashlight, it turns that into a much more suspenseful uh, experience. I think. Well, here's the other thing. I'll say this and then then we can kind of debate back and forth. Okay. With, with what you just said of where the movie goes, it doesn't make sense. I actually think with where the movie goes, it makes perfect sense about how it's shot but i cannot say why it makes sense until we get into the analysis episode and i start getting into spoilers but i can okay i can i mean if you think i can kind of see that but i just feel like it's hard to i don't know how to explain it without without going yeah, into spoilers really yeah really hard to i can i would definitely understand your perspective i definitely see why you would want to keep it kind of from her perspective in the film to confine it to only see what she sees yeah well and i don't, I don't know I, I just i really man i i'm so looking forward to the analysis mm-hmm. episode so that i can say no it's not just that it is also mm-hmm. this other thing and like it I feel like it adds more depth to the film, but the problem with it is the only way that it adds more depth to the film is if you already have an understanding of how this other thing, which is never explicitly stated, it's more of just, you you have to have an understanding of psychology to understand why it would actually work and contextually make a whole lot of sense Mm -hmm. and not everyone who's going to watch this movie is going to watch it with like oh well from a psychological standpoint Mm. most people are just going to be like oh scary movie kind of nothing happens it's just she's in a house some door shut and see i don't even think that's things happen i don't even necessarily think that's a bad thing like in something like paranormal activity or the blair witch project like those movies really do a good job of sustaining tension where when nothing is happening like you can feel it and you're just really anticipating something. For me, I just didn't get that same feeling from this movie. And I, I honestly can't explain why because it does the same thing. So, But I just don't feel like they really... I don't think they they use the layout of the house very effectively. I think that because of the way it's shot, um, like just the shot composition, it doesn't set up those scares very well, like to where you anticipate something's going to happen. There are a few things that I really like. Like there's... Um, there are parts where she's using a flashlight that really limits your field of view that yeah. I think work really well. Um, there's a part that involves a camera flashing at one point that I think is my favorite part of the movie. Like it's yeah. really well done. It's really creepy, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just didn't feel, it just didn't scare me. Yeah. So like they do, um, I, I do really like how when things are dark, it is dark and you cannot see. So rather than being like some movies where it's like, oh, it's supposed to be dark out, even though you can totally see what's happening and the character can't. Like, I love the fact that you only see what the light is is shining on. Um, you know, much like The Descent, 
which is going to be the next movie we talk about. A little bit of <laughs> heads up on that one. Like, I love how in The Descent you can only see what the characters themselves are seeing. And I feel like this does it really well. It'll be interesting to compare these two because I think The Descent does it so wonderfully. Like, it plays with, with the darkness so well and this movie. Just, it doesn't work nearly well, as well. So here's, so two things. I, there, there, I'm stumbling over words. There's <laughs> okay. a lot to talk about with this movie mm-hmm. because of the fact that like some things like, oh man, I really enjoyed this. But then there's also this. So like I, I just said that I love the use of um, of dark and how you can only see with the light shining on. And like you feel, at least I felt claustrophobic watching this movie. Yeah, she's in an entire house, but like that inability to escape, it did make it feel very, very closed in. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that it doesn't make any sense why she doesn't just break a window. It doesn't make any sense where all the windows are as completely like blacked out as they are. So there's some things where it's just like that. Mm. Yeah, There are a lot of parts in this movie where I'm like, there is no way that any normal human being would react this way in the situation. So many parts in, like that in this movie. That Man. that's And that's one of my, that's one of the cardinal sins of horror movies, I think, is when people make stupid decisions that are not relatably stupid oh the there definitely are some very stupid decisions where it's like what no don't do that. it's not yeah it's not like something that you can imagine people somebody making it's like this person making a stupid decision because that's what the movie wants them to make to get to some other like i don't know it just doesn't work it's that purely for plot purposes and it's not being said motivated in character i actually really really like how elizabeth olsen responds to being scared like she's it, good. She's really good. She's probably yeah. she's she's really great in this movie. I do feel like there are times where she's not been given more direction other than just like okay, hyperventilate here or I don't know if she has a whole lot to work with in a lot of cases, but with what she has, she does a fantastic job. Well, like I I do genuinely love the fact that when she's freaking out because like a door just slammed behind her, she's not like running screaming like the standard horror movie type of response. Like there's a quick gasp because it startled her and like she runs and then she stops. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I I actually felt like her responses were a lot more realistic. Mm -hmm. And um, I forget if you said this uh, before or after we started recording, but like when she runs and hides, she hides in a lot of really stupid places. Yeah. But for a real person, it's like that's the only place that you would hide. And also with how things are explained, it actually makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a lot more that sense. That would be the go-to and just, there's a lot about this movie that's better than what you're giving it credit for. I don't know. Once, okay, there are a lot of things that make a little bit more sense once you get to the end. But I just, I have to say, and I can't believe I haven't said it yet. I do not like the end of this movie at all. I don't think it's set up at all. Maybe there's like a couple little hints toward the beginning that kind of lets you know where it, things are headed and that you can kind of pick up on like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But it's not well set up at all. It's very, it feels very exploitative. It's, it, it really feels like it comes out of left field. And it's very disappointing too, because at first, once it starts to, once it builds up to the climax, like the movie takes a very interesting turn in the way that it plays with her perspective that I really like. And it made for a more interesting movie. Yeah. And I wish that that kind of stuff had been happening a little bit earlier on in the film. I think it would have made it a little less boring for me. Um, but once it actually gets to the ending, it like, and my, I was just like, you've got to be freaking kidding me that this is where, this is what all of this has been leading to. I so don't like it at all. I don't entirely disagree with you on that point. 
Except for the fact that I kind of do. I, I disagree. Well, I completely agree that how it ends is not set up well. It's not set up well. It's very derivative. It's but very... Mm, I, part of my issue with how it ends is there, I feel like, is actually a good setup. It's just set up the wrong way. So, uh, yeah. like, even when when you and I were talking about it uh, before we hit recording, like, man, I hate this ending for this, this, and this reason. And I was like, oh, yeah, like... I actually kind of saw that reason, but not from, I, I saw that reason, but from a different person. And I feel like if they had really focused more on, uh, on that, like if they had gone in that direction, it actually would have made a lot more sense. It still would have been a little bit out of left field. It still would have been a little bit too just like, oh, how do we end this? Uh, I know, let's do this. But I feel like it at least would have made a little bit more sense. Um, yeah, it's really hard to get into without without actually explaining what happens at the end. But yeah, for me, it's just I I don't like it. I don't think it works. I just feel like again the setup is not is not there for what happens at the end. It comes way too out of left field. There's only like it's, two or it's three set things up, that, but for the wrong person. That's that's my issue with it. Yeah. I mean, I can see that for sure, but in in a totally non-spoilery way, <clears throat> the uncle is super creepy. Like some of his <laughs> lines that say, that he says to her, like very early on, it's like, oh, wow, you probably shouldn't be talking to your niece that way, dude. Like that's like mm, some of his early lines made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, and another problem too is that in the beginning, the characters aren't really well-defined i don't think like they have a few scenes where they talk to each other you know that they're working on this house they find some black mold and that's really like about it there's not any kind of interaction that feels real it all feels very kind of stilted and just perfunctory like all right let's just and again in some ways it it makes sense with the ending but in other ways it's just like i don't give a shit about these people like they're just boring people there's I don't care about them at all. Agreed. I do not care about any of the characters. I think that Elizabeth Olsen plays this movie amazingly because even though parts of the movie I did think were kind of boring, I felt like she did a great job of like putting me in that situation of like, I feel claustrophobic with her. Mm -hmm. The, the black mold and could actually play a much bigger role than what they give it credit for. Like that could be a, I want to talk about things. And I think that I think that's oh. kind of why it's there. This, there's only, I mean, yeah, I think that there is some kind of, there's got to be some sort of reason why it's there. And I feel like it does play a role, but at the same time, again, it just, I it, don't know. It, it's almost, okay, so you and I have complained a lot about other movies where, um, where the director doesn't give the audience enough credit and they feel like they have to like explicitly explain what's going on. Mm -hmm. This might actually be a case of the director giving the audience too much credit and including things that actually could play like a major role that just aren't really explained. So like the black mold, it it feels like it's just kind of like a, oh yeah, by the way, there's some mold. But mm, man, that actually could have a direct impact on what happens next. Yeah, Some of the things that are set up where it's just like that doesn't really feel like it goes anywhere except for the fact that it could have a major impact on where it goes. Mm -hmm. So I, I think so. I mean, I do think you're onto something with that, but again, at the same, like it just, it feels too easy. Like it's not sure. I don't know. It's 
So I just I don't buy it. I can't. It's 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 too easy. It's too it's it doesn't feel like there was that much effort put into setting up what happens at the end and it's not it's not the kind of movie that you can go back like once you f- see the ending it's like oh wow okay now i understand let me go back and rewatch it so i can pick up on all the clues there aren't any clues there there are a few in the very beginning and then nothing until the end all right so um i have something to say but i think that actually fits a little bit better in one of the later portions you've already kind of dipped into this but what what do you think of it from an emotional standpoint I just, I found it, I was kind of bored for the most part. I didn't find it scary other than the one scene that involves some flashing light. I thought that scene was really well done. Um, it's just kind of tedious and I was really frustrated by the ending. I, I just, again, I don't feel like it earns it. I don't feel like there's enough setup there and it just feels way too exploitative for me. So it feels like it's just jumping on something that is often used in horror movies just because you it's an, can it's an easy thing it's an to easy use. it's an easy reaction to get out of people yeah because it does get such a huge emotional reaction that yeah it's like well if you don't respond emotionally to this then you're a bad person yeah it's I, it's again yeah. this this movie just it just feels too everything is just a little too easy everything it doesn't feel like the the writers the directors went through that extra draft of the screenplay or something to really set everything up and to get that genuine emotional connection to what's going on in this movie. Sure. So uh, I I thought the movie was fine. You know, like I didn't think that it was amazing. I enjoyed it as I was watching it. There, like there are jump scares, but not, you know, like there's a few places where there's kind of a jump scare, but Mm. it doesn't have like the standard horror movie, like either music building up to let you know there's about to be a jump scare or like the really loud crash. Like it's missing some of that. I do like the movie at first doesn't have any music, but then it has some really very subtle. It doesn't have music. It just has like this kind of atmospheric kind of non-diegetic building up of I don't know it's really weird it's not music it's just kind of like this sound effect that's kind of unnerving in the background which I feel like it might have been better if there was no music whatsoever especially if it's kind of more again it's not found footage but if it's really trying to get you into the perspective there shouldn't be any kind of non-diegetic music maybe well and except for the fact that you know like if you are in a completely dark space and you're kind of freaking out a little bit you know your mind starts playing tricks on you Mm -hmm. and the tiniest sound might seem a lot bigger so i mean maybe it was some of that like maybe it was trying to kind of put you in that what was that noise was that part of the soundtrack was that part of what's actually going on in the house i i don't know but I, I enjoyed it. Again, there weren't jump scares, but there were a few scenes that I feel like were genuinely creepy. Mm. Um, the talking about it, especially in regards to being trapped and powerless, like, man, that house feels so claustrophobic. Like, whenever she's going from room to room and, like, trying to get in, it's just like, ah, even though it doesn't make any sense why she hasn't just, like, thrown a rock at a window <laughs> or, like, <laughs> just open the blind so that she can see, even though that has been kind of dumb... I, it did feel like super creepy and like being there. It's just like, this feels like mm, I did get that sense of feeling trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think that it worked, but again, it was just, it was okay. You know, it's not the kind of movie that I'm going to like, Oh my God, you totally have to see this movie. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. Nothing, nothing terrible. I almost about feel it. like that's even worse than being 
bad. Like, like for me, if a movie is really bad, then I can find some enjoyment. If it's really good, I can find enjoyment. But if it's just like middle of the road, like, okay, it's just, it's a movie. It's, it, it's there. Like that's almost more of a sin for me. It's like, it's not memorable it, other than the it, ending know. and how much I hate it. Well, at some and it's only memorable because it's so <laughs> because of how mad it yeah. made you. It uh, there are parts about this movie that are creepy. None of it, especially, scared me. Like um, there are some movies that I watch that you know I watch this one with headphones because you know again like wife and kids and just like there there are too many times that I'm watching a movie. It's like I don't I don't want other people to have to hear this. It's mm-hmm. just easier. And there are some movies that when I watch them with headphones, it's just like this makes the movie so much more terrifying because I don't hear anything else and I'm just completely surrounded by this movie. Yeah. I didn't get that same sense from this. You know, I like feel like you some... should. Like it feels like it'd be the kind of movie that would be perfect to listen to because I would listen to it with headphones too and it feels like it would be that movie. Yeah. Like, but it just doesn't work because of how it tries to like trap you into that perspective with it being all done as seemingly in one shot like yeah. it seems like it would be that kind of movie i guess maybe the sound it's really the sound design is not particularly memorable or anything in this movie it's yeah like there there are some movies that when i'm watching with headphones i have to like kind of move them behind my ear yeah. so i can still yeah, technically the same hear thing. what's going on but it's just like i'm i don't want to scream probably still will <laughs> this one like i didn't really find myself moving the headphones behind my ears at all it was just like i don't I, I am enjoying it, but I'm not engrossed in it. You know, it didn't have me on the edge of my seat. It was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's, yeah, I I can dig it. I, I see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Again, that sense of being trapped, I feel like it's definitely there. Uh, all right. How, I already know the answer. How rewatchable is this movie? Well, I mentioned this earlier a little bit. Like, it's not, since the ending of the movie is not set up very well, It you can't go back. Because, like, if it was done a little bit better, like, I like the premise. And I think the ending is actually not, it's not bad on its own. Like, it is well executed in terms of just, like, the shot composition and the way that people react to the situation. Like, it's not bad free of the context of what had happened before. So, I feel like if it had set it up a lot better and you could kind of anticipate not even necessarily anticipate it but it's just like once it happens you're like oh okay that makes perfect sense right then it would be one of those movies that you could go back and rewatch, and it'd be like oh okay i get it now i really like this but for me there's just there's nothing there i it i've i found it boring i would not rewatch this movie so i'm i'm coming up with a new term to describe how rewatchable this movie is okay it is pre-watchable <laughs> okay. in the sense that like you just said, there's not enough buildup for the end. But if someone said, okay, here's what happens. Here are the things to like actually like be aware of. And this scene actually has a role because of this. Mm-hmm. So basically, if someone explained the movie to you before you saw it, then as you're watching it, you're like, okay, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Okay, when that thing happened, now I get it. That mm-hmm. that really does explain why this character did what they did and how they responded, how they responded, and why this showed up when it did. So, and like, that's terrible to have to have someone <laughs> to say, here's what you need to understand before watching this movie, and here's the ending of the movie. Because, yeah, like, then it does take away the whole, like, oh no, that was the end. But, like you said, it's not set up well enough to be as shocking of an ending. And 
I feel like this movie would work a lot better if it was just a little bit more straightforward and just yeah. went straight with the rather than having to reveal things if it was just this is what you're seeing this is what you're on board with now go with it yeah i i think it could have worked a little bit better yeah i agree that's why again because of that because of the uh the way that it's shot i do think that it would have benefited from a more straightforward approach to the material yeah um i i mean i, I could see myself rewatching it i guess it, maybe it, it's if it was on of, tv you're just like eh, yeah it's one true. of those movies well and here's the um okay yeah this is going to lead perfectly into the who do you recommend it for aside from some thematic elements it's relatively like teen safe in terms of not not a whole lot of violence not a whole lot of gore not a whole lot of like you know scare you out of your seat jump scares yeah i don't understand why this i don't feel like this movie should be rated r maybe because of the thematic elements well there's i mean a there little is a bit of swearing there's there's some violence at the end but it's not i mean it, they could have easily gotten away with a pg-13 yeah i feel like yeah so maybe that would have made it a little bit more because like yeah it does seem like it would it, it caters more to a teen kind of crowd yeah and, and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing it's yeah. just I feel like this movie is a great movie for someone starting out in horror. Mm -hmm. So like trying to show them like, Oh, you feel kind of claustrophobic and you get scared at things that go bump in the night. Watch this. After you watch this, then move up to this yeah. then move up to this, then move up to the descent, then move up to. So like, I feel like it's kind of the starting movie on a path to really getting into horror. Cause I, I genuinely do not think that it's a bad movie. I don't think it's great, but I don't. I don't think it's bad. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's so. If we're getting into who do we yeah, recommend, who, who do it, you for, recommend it for? Um, this is the kind of movie. Like when I worked at the movie theater, there were all these like dime a dozen like PG thirteen horror movies that you know when kids are going out on a Friday night, it's like, hey, what do you want to watch? I don't really care. I just want to hang out with my friends. Like, right. let's go sit through this movie. Um, this does feel like it kind of fits within that wheelhouse. I really don't remember the kind of response. I don't feel like this movie was very popular, even among the teens because of that R rating. I feel like it probably would have benefited if it toned down the violence just a little bit at the end and then went for that PG-13 um, because it definitely feels like that kind of movie. It's like, hey, I don't really, there's not anything I really want to watch. Let's just sit in some scary movie that we can talk through. Yeah, especially since I hate to, I hate to recommend that because I hate <laughs> it when people do that at the movies, but it is like, that's exactly what it reminds me of. It's just like, well, especially since they don't lean that heavily into it. Like it's not, it's not something you have to pay attention to either to right. really get what's going because it's not set up very well. There's not like, you don't, I don't feel like okay, you have to pay attention to it. That being said, I paid more attention than you did and I enjoyed <laughs> the movie more than you did. I mean, I guess that's so true, you were just like, oh, whatever. I don't care. This movie's boring. And I was like, uh, uh, hmm, there, there's this thing there. Hmm. Could that be a, hmm. So I did not watch this movie in an, in an ideal setting. That is very true. And that may have maybe swayed my opinion a little much in one, in one direction. But the, again, this movie is okay. It, I do not think it's terrible. I do not think it's great. It's not the kind of movie that I'm going to recommend that you go rewatch. Cause it's like, Oh dude, you're not giving it a fair shake. It's more of a, you know what? If you ever get around to rewatching it, pay attention to these things. And I think that you might have a different view on mm -hmm. it, but you know, 
as opposed to like The Shining, where I'm like, oh no, dude, you have to go rewatch that and like give it another <laughs> shot because it is way better than what you think. I, I want to I want to clarify. I do like The Shining. It it's I don't style think over it's, substance. I don't it think it's is. the masterpiece everybody thinks it is. I get why people think it's a masterpiece. I just I don't connect with it very much. Anyway, that's that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's just, what you get for missing an episode. I just feel like because <laughs> this becomes the <laughs> this become Eric hates The Shining. You don't hate it. It just and. Uh, I appreciate Whatever, we're not talking it. about The Shining. I appreciate it. I just don't love it. That is, that is not today's movie. Anywho. Um, all right. Yeah. So uh, Silent House, it's worth checking out. I'd like to see the original. I would like to see. Yeah. I wonder if maybe because you said, because we talked about it has this very quick turnaround time from the original movie to remaking it for an American audience. Maybe that's part of why the execution is so like, again, it feel it does feel very kind of perfunctory. Like it's like, oh, we just we're just gonna get through this and get to yeah. the end like yeah like i wonder how close of a remake it is like yeah. if it's a shot for shot and like they didn't really have to think about it a whole lot i so uh yeah we talked about this when we were talking about hush where i feel like hush could have been a short film that translated very well into a feature length film I feel like Silent House actually would have worked better as like a 15 to 20 minute short. Oh yeah, absolutely. Again, that's 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 probably my, maybe, I really don't like the ending, but I do feel like if it was a shorter movie, then it would, because like, because like I said, all the setup is right there at the beginning and then nothing really connects the middle section of the movie. For, like nothing connects the beginning to the ending in the middle. Yeah. In the middle, I just found kind of tedious and boring. Like she's just walking around and she's scared and it, doesn't like I didn't feel that same tension that she does so I feel like if you just bridge the gap between the beginning and middle then it would work a lot better the tension does start wearing off yeah like at the very beginning especially like the first couple of scenes where like she's getting spooked it's like all right yeah that is really tense mm. it goes By the on end for of too it, long. it's just like all right I yeah okay how's it gonna end all right let's come on yeah I totally agree with you so, there. Um, uh all right Eric where do you want people to find you find me on letterboxd find me on twitter don't find me anywhere else. Are, are they going to find you at the Chimerican yet? No. Oh, God, I killing me, Smalls. Man, Nathan, I have to... This is a, this is a huge undertaking. I have to, <laughs> I have to <laughs> sign up. I should probably create a specific email for it. Yeah. And then... Go to Gmail. Create a new Gmail. Oh, that's a lot of work uh -huh. for somebody with a wife and two kids and a job and, and a podcast. And trying to do a, a <laughs> daily podcast for the last three and a half Plus weeks. Plus trying to get followers. I already have a hard enough time getting followers on my rig. <laughs> regular stuff <laughs> let alone try to get get them to come back to another account that doesn't change uh all right so you can find me on instagram at uh, the gargoyle podcast on facebook at the gargoyle podcast on twitter at gargoyle podcast and on letterboxd at the gargoyle um if you are enjoying these episodes then uh go back check out the previous episodes in our 60 day days of halloween coverage um be sure to come back tomorrow as we do our review of the descent because that movie is just amazing it is so oh, good God, so good one of the greatest i'm not a jump scare guy but i have to i have to give this movie props for its first big jump scare it's like one of the it's easily one of the best of all time it is just i'm i'm, I'm nervous about watching this movie tonight just because i'm even though I know it's coming, I'm still nervous about watching it. <laughs> now, now this is a movie to watch with headphones on. Oh, yeah. And this is also the kind of movie, we'll talk about this tomorrow, you have to watch it in a pitch black room. Do not have lights on because you will see nothing that happens on screen. <laughs> yeah, glare from the light in the room on the TV screen. Yeah, it, it has to be pitch black to really 
just engross yourself into the movie. Um, yeah, so be sure to come back tomorrow for that. And uh, then we're going to have our palate cleanser episode. And then be sure to check back on... Um, Friday. It might be the very, very late Friday night by the time it's posted, but we're going to be doing our analysis episode with Kevin and Jennifer Sluter, and I'm really excited about this because some of the fears that uh, that they included really tie into the fears that we have. Yeah. And I mean, even being trapped and powerless, like that Cujo is a perfect example oh, of yeah. being trapped and powerless, and so I, I feel like there's a lot of tie-in, um, and maybe a little bit easier for us to grasp pulled off at the very beginning rather than why is decapitation scary <laughs> yeah who cares well, about that the powerlessness kind of is one of the main reasons why my fear is my greatest fear because it's like having no control over what's happening yeah knowing that anything could happen at any time yeah and that's just the one thing that I, i'm like okay if that happened that would be the worst thing ever yeah. it, it is absolutely terrifying because well Anywho, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's a preview of what's to come, folks. <laughs> and that's even without our special guests. Um, and let's see what else. Um, if you enjoy horror movies, make sure to check out Frightening Ass Film Fest in Chattanooga. Make sure to check out Knoxville Horror Film Fest in Knoxville. And if you can't make it to either of those, then just get some friends together, watch some horror movies. And if you're not sure what to watch, hey, go back and like, you know, listen to the reviews that we've done to figure out what movies are worth seeing and what movies aren't. We don't really talk about the plot all that much, but eh, whatever. You can look on the IMDb to get the plot. <laughs> we talk about whether or not it's worth your time. Exactly. And to me, every movie is worth somebody's time, just whether or not it's worth your specific time. Very long rambling thing to say. Watch horror movies. Horror movies are fun. Go to film fests. Follow us. Tell us what you think. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Leave, leave some feedback. Tell us what scares you. All the standard things that happen at the end of the episode. All right. So, um, any final thoughts about Silent House or about horror? Um, yeah, don't watch Silent House. Do watch Silent House. <laughs> you know what? Send me an email and I will tell you what to look for uh, in Silent House when you watch it because there's no way to explain it without getting some spoilers ahead of time. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, tweet at me or Facebook at me. I'll, I'll tell you what to look for when you're watching it. So, and then uh, I'll comment and tell you why Nathan is stupid. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I'm just You're overly analytical and I find things that don't really exist. Uh, so yeah, um, until next time, that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And go watch horror because horror is fun. Do it. Okay, bye. Bye.